The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and cleats. The podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers Cleats Podcast. It is Friday, November 10th. This is episode 48. I'm Matt Roy. That's Zach Hedrick. Uh, it is freezing in here. It, I, he we says shall, it's set at 68. It's literally like 45 degrees in this room. We shall adapt and overcome. We're yeah, good. You're in t-shirts and a short in shorts. I'm in shorts. And I, I feel like I need to bring like three different uh, outfits when I come to work, one for just this room, one for on air, and then it's, one for going out and filming. It's that time of year, yeah. You gotta <laughs> gotta have different outfits. We gotta do this thing outdoors. It, it's probably nicer out there than it is in here, <laughs> here right go. now. Um, and the engineers and the Weiss, you know, yeah. cringe at the thought of doing something <laughs> in another location. Yeah, we, yeah, you're right. We don't want to move anymore. That's fine. Um, so, got a pretty pared down rundown today. We're gonna try and speed these things up a little bit. I, I've been, you know, listening to some suggestions online and. All that stuff. They're going a little too long, but I think uh, we'll stay in that sweet spot, 30, 35 minutes if we don't digress too much. Shot clock. <laughs> Shot clock on the... Is on. It's, it's going from like the the normal like four corners offense to where there's no shot clock to where we're putting a shot clock on it, 30, 35 minutes. So. Let's do it. All right. Number game first, uh, 48 is uh, kind of a tough, tough one. I think of Jacob deGrom, even though is he's probably the um, the... the the pitcher who has the most talent and accomplished the least with the talent that they are given because of the injuries that he's had. I was looking at stats there a little earlier today. He's got 81 wins, and I feel like he's been in the league for a decade. A while, yeah. Um, besides the two Cy Youngs that he had, and I will always die on the hill, about three years ago, I think he was the best pitcher in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, can't stay healthy, so it just kind of sucks for him. Yeah, it's one of those cautionary tales, I guess. But, yeah, the talent is undeniable. You can't say that. And then two Cy Youngs, not many pitchers can add that to their resume. So he's he's not the first one that leaps to mind to me. Uh, you know, Torrey Hunter growing up watching baseball in the 90s. I mean, the dude, center fielder in, in Minnesota. Also in Los Angeles, he was solid as well. Yep. Uh, and, and a pretty solid bat. So he, he always leaps to mind for me. Uh, for the Texas Rangers fans, it's Colby Lewis, you know, of, of recent memory. Uh, of course, he was phenomenal in, in the postseason in 2010 2011 kind of had an interesting career too where you know it was like he was in baseball then went and pitched over in japan then came back and was still <laughs> successful and stuff so uh he, he's a texas rangers legend yeah i mean and i wrote it down a couple other ones tory hunter was one i wrote down just because his years with the angels his years in minnesota obviously one of the best center fielders um defensively especially yeah. that we've ever seen and then eric gagne I wrote down just because he his his peak was peak reliever like he was the best reliever in the league with the dodgers there in uh in he 38 with the dodgers i think it was 48 it was 48 there and it may have might have been 48 with uh the red sox too but then he he was peak eric gagne peak reliever with uh with uh the dodgers and then uh went to the red sox and sucked so that was nice, nice yeah him. <laughs> after, <laughs> after after he, after he left the dodgers it was after, not good no all downhill from there all downhill but you know all good things for him so Quick uh, recap, what we're going to be doing today is uh, talking Spurs after a couple really, really bad games that they've had. 
um, which will happen with a young team, but got blown out by the Knicks in uh, in the Garden, in the world's famous, most famous arena mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Uh, pretty ugly game for Wemby right out the bat, airballed a couple of them, and you know, just overall was not very good uh, performance by any Spur, let alone Wemby. So we'll get into that a little uh, today. A couple of interesting things have been written about them this week as well, uh, about the team dynamic as a whole. And we'll also get into the Cowboys looking to rebound against the Giants uh, as huge, huge favorites this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest games they've been, one of the biggest spreads at least for the Cowboys in a very long time. It's the uh, biggest in the league all yeah, season. Yeah, 17 points I think mm-hmm. is the last 16, I saw. 17, yeah. Yep, so we'll, let's get to the Spurs first. Uh, obviously they lost on Wednesday. It was an ugly performance. Don't want to belabor that a little bit too much. Um, they lost their last three, but... Mike Finger of the uh, San Antonio Express News had a, a fantastic column yesterday, um, and just you should all go read it specifically uh, and to get the full thing. But to summarize, it was basically that if you're last on the bus, you get in trouble. You know, like like in high school, if you're last on the bus, you, you miss your deadline, you're gonna get in trouble. And uh, the guys didn't want Wemby to get in trouble. And uh, there's power in numbers, so Vassell and Keldon and and I think it was. Uh, a couple other guys that sing Bassie. Zach Collins. Yeah, Bassey and Zach Collins. A lot of guys waited for him while Wemby was kind of hugging his mom and kind of getting consoled and getting some words of encouragement. And uh, they didn't want him to be last. And uh, it kind of – it was a great anecdotal story of how close this team is and, like, mm-hmm. why this team, despite the blowouts that they've been victim of uh, from the Clippers to, to the loss against the – the Raptors that they were up by 22 and then the blowout that they faced in what probably one of the ugliest games they've ever played uh, against the Pacers on Monday. And then the blowout um, against the Knicks. It's just like this team isn't going to fracture because it seems like they all love each other. Yeah. I, I don't expect anything less from, from Spurs team, a young Spurs team. I mean uh, they've, they had to do that with 19, three 19 year olds last year, Jeremy Sohan, Malachi Branham and Blake Leslie. So uh, this is nothing new to them, and yeah, there's these guys are supposed to be sophomores and juniors in college. So yeah, it's it's gonna definitely be some growing pains, and I think too, I think it was Keldon. What you know, he was saying, yeah, he's saying goodbye to his family. Of course, you know, it's that's a tough time for anybody. Um, not I, I thought his family was gonna be staying here in San Antonio. Maybe that was the setup for for maybe a couple weeks, you mm-hmm. know, or the first couple months. And now that it's like, okay, yeah, you you've got settled and everything now. You do your thing. We're we're gonna yeah, you know think, be around here and there. So I think Don had said that, that his mom's staying here. Okay. But, well, yeah, but, but I mean, for, still, but, for how, by, but for how long? Mom. You know right. that. But, you know that's the thing. You know, is it indefinitely? Probably not. But uh, yeah, saying goodbye to your family. You know, that's that's important to anybody. So uh, now he's got his brothers on the team. So uh, you know, that's it's great to see. It's it's it, it was. I just read snippets of it. I, I wasn't able to get in the whole thing, but yeah, reading that first part, it was. You know, don't expect anything less from this Spurs team. Yeah, and and the amazing thing is, like, Mike is writing this story, and in the story he he writes that Pop wasn't there to witness this. It's like the things that you do when the coach isn't watching is what's important. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're kind of, like, taking Wemby under their arms and they're not fracturing despite all of the questions. Like, literally every single shoot-around, someone asks someone else on the team about Victor. Sure. And it's just like that's what's going to happen because he's yeah. a 19-year-old phenom. He can do things that we've never seen before. And you have all of these guys who have bought into it. And they're like, you know what? Let him let him be the superstar. We'll, 
we're here for him. He's our brother. He's our guy. He's and at, I think at the crux of it, it's like he's a kid. Yeah, all these guys are kids. Yeah, they are. And you know, Pop said it last year too. You know, they they would be watching film and then they have to remind themselves. Oh yeah, they're they're nineteen. Uh, that's yeah, we've told them it, it's not. It's going to take a few more times. And, you know, as far as the whole, yeah, I'm sure, you know, there's going to be a fine maybe, you know, internally with the team or something like that, you know, of, of being late or stuff like that. But Pop knows what's going on, too. You know, it's it's not like he's going to tear into anybody for, for doing something like that. You know, he, he's probably well aware of, yeah, you know, saying goodbye to your family, you have to, you know, take that time. And, and Pop knows that more than anybody. Yeah, and, and Wemby sh- – to put it lightly, he shrunk in that big moment in, in on Wednesday. He he did not have a great game. I think yeah. he was over eight from the field. His first basket, his first points were from the free throw line. I think his first basket came in the third quarter. It was a very very bad game for Victor. It was a bad game for the entire team. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And when you're on that big of a stage, you're on ESPN in Madison Square Garden with eighteen thousand fans mm-hmm. standing there waiting for you to do something amazing or waiting to dog you if you come up short. It's like that's what's going to happen, and that can wear on anybody, let alone a 19-year-old kid who's new to the country, he's new to the league, he's new to everything. And so he's sitting there trying to learn, and if you have a bad game like that, of course, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to go hug your mom, and like she's whispering words of encouragement in his ear, and he's just trying to like get his mind back right before he leaves and goes back to San Antonio. And it's just amazing that his his friends and his brothers and his teammates – realize that see that and they're like you know we're not going to let victor get yelled at for being late to the bus because he's hugging his mom or he's saying goodbye to his family and they they're cognizant enough to recognize that be like you know what there's strength in numbers we're all we're gonna all if we're, one of us gets yelled at we're all gonna get yelled at and let's just wait for him yeah it's it's neat to see that that dynamic and yeah going back to the performance on the court it's yeah they're they're gonna have those i mean you look at Phoenix the other night, that second game where they started out and they scored, what, 39 points in the first quarter? It was 70-something in the first half. You know, they were shooting the nets off, you know, in that first half. So the shoe goes on the other foot. You know, it it, other teams get hot. And, you know, no matter how much you try to defensively rotate and get out there and defend the paint and defend the three-point line, other teams are going to have their night. So uh, it it happens. And sure, maybe, you know, we'll never know. He'll, He'll say it won't, but maybe the garden debut got into his head a little bit it might have uh we'll never know only he will know and maybe coach pop but again there's going to be other games and he's going to learn from this and it's it's an off night chalk it up it's a young team and and they're still it's what we're only two weeks in yeah the other thing i wanted to get into so so anyway go read my fingers article it was fantastic he's a great columnist he's one of the best in the country so lucky to have him at the san antonio express news and following uh everybody in, in san antonio so another thing i wanted to get into so don the other day uh tweeted out on wednesday <laughs> quote i did a long commentary two weeks ago explaining why you should take the over on the spurs winning more than 28 and a half games i formally apologize <laughs> Um, I, for one, don't. I still think they're going to win tw- over 28 and a half games. I think they're horrible defensively right now. And it just takes um, being together and playing together and figuring out your defensive rotations. I said a couple of weeks ago on the pod that with Jeremy starting, there's no one that they can't defend. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll take that back because it seems like there's no one that they can defend right now. Yeah. Um, the Pacers are going to score with anybody. I think they're averaging like 135 points, 130 points a game. Like that's going to happen. But – when you give up so many points to the Knicks, when you give up so many points to the Raptors, who are offensively inept sometimes, it's it causes a little bit of question about their defense. However, 
when it comes to Don's tweet, I still think they're a 40 win team. I still think they're a fringe playoff team. I still think this is a very good team. It's just going to take a couple of minutes. It's going to take a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's some, you know, I talked about last week, you know, again, it's like, as far as the Sohan experiments concerned, but overall the theme was it's going to take some time. It is. They have to play together. They're what, eight, seven, eight games in. So of 82 and hopefully there's hundreds of more after that, you know, when you look ahead to next season and the season after that. So it's it will take some time and, and you know, it'll it'll get there eventually, I think. And and yeah, you're gonna run into some teams, like we said earlier, where it's just they're gonna have they're gonna yeah. be on every night. And sometimes it's like no matter how hard you contest or, or play well defensively, right now they're not, but even if even when the shots are falling and you're doing everything right, you know, it's just, hey, those guys are getting paid too. Well, and you look at how the Knicks are built. The Knicks are built on great defense, on on grinding you out, on playing physically. Julius Randle probably is eight inches shorter than Wemby is, seven inches shorter than Wemby is, probably weighs at least 50, 60 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. Like Mitchell Robinson is a beast when it comes to his physical presence. So it's like you're going to get pushed out of the paint. You're going to get out-rebounded sometimes by guys that outweigh you by 50, 60 pounds. Yeah. And so that was the defensive game plan for the Knicks when they came in, and they they out-physicaled Wemby, and that's going to happen. He's 19 years old. He's seven foot three, four, whatever you want to call him. He's maybe 215 pounds. Like, he's going to get out-physicaled sometimes, and it takes uh, it takes adjusting to that and figuring out, okay, I have to, how do I use my leverage and all that stuff? He's still figuring it out. It's going to be fine. But you saw um, after the game, I don't know if you saw it, it was when they were saying goodbye and Pop was going over to Tibbs. You can no. kind of read his lips, and he's like, it's going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, and I think everybody's making that leap that they're talking about, you know, the future of this team. I mean, you know, out of – we don't know what context he's saying that in. You know, right. it could have been to something else that, that Thibodeau is saying, but – more than likely, yeah, it's, it's to the <laughs> overall direction of this team. And, and again, so it's like, I, you know, and, and Spurs fans know that. They knew that probably going in. Of course, everybody's going, well, wait. You know, they said during media day it's about winning now. And, it, well, yeah, they want to win now because it's like you've, you've got the generational yeah. talent. Uh, it's just now you have to see, okay, how what pieces do we put around him? Who's able to gel and play defense with him in order to make this – the best team that we can yeah and speaking of being physical tonight they're playing the wolves um here at home in the frost bank center there uh the line is six and a half right now last time i checked for the t wolves uh over unders 225 and a half it's another physical team rudy gobert is going to be physical with you if you get inside uh cat is going to be physical with you when you get inside so it's going to be another test to see if Zach Collins can kind of be that enforcer role and take take on Rudy Gobert, maybe out-rebound him, or if you're going to have to put Wemby down on the block, if you're going to have to rely on Wemby to get more rebounds and, and kind of be that offensive stalwart uh, and see how you can kind of adjust to another physical squad. Yeah, I, I'm just curious to see if, if they can hold a team under 110 or something like that. So. <laughs> that that's the main thing i mean the offense is the offense will come around you know it's it's some nights it'll be there some nights it won't just because of you know how the how the shots are falling so i'm really curious to see how they just play defensively and and if they're making the adjustments there it sounds like the focus is taking care of the paint first and then you know looking outward Uh, i think sometimes maybe victor just kind of gets caught up in 
I, I need to be everywhere and defend everywhere because I can alter all these shots and everything. And it's just like, yeah, you're, yeah. Well, you're one of five. So Yeah, you saw on, on Wednesday, there was a lot of times when, when someone would drive the lane and Victor would, Victor would collapse. But you can't really collapse when you're guarding R.J. Barrett or a lot of other small forwards and shooting guards. Like, mm-hmm. you can collapse if you're guarding Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, when, when people are... When you're guarding guards and small forwards that can shoot the three, it's hard to kind of sag off of them and collapse and and, and disrupt shots in the middle of the key, because they're going to kick it out. And you, even though you're seven foot four, you can't recover twenty feet. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, it's difficult for them, and you notice that a lot, uh, especially when people are making their shots like the Knicks were on Wednesday. So, yeah. I expect a couple competitive games. They're playing on Sunday as well uh, here at Frost Bank uh, against heat yep. at six o'clock so that'll be a good test uh seeing how he goes against bam out of bio and all those guys uh from that's, miami but tonight is the the first of the in-season tournament games so god this is so ugly <laughs> god, they're so bad do you see so uh this is this is why things go along because i always digress but you see um the mavericks apparently are playing on their core court tonight um instead of the in-season tournament court because of a manufacturing uh thing that happened and so I saw someone, I forgot who it was. So we're still blaming stuff on supply chain issues? Apparently. Okay. So, so, so I saw someone quote tweet it, and they're like, can all teams have uh, <laughs> bad manufacturing, please? Yeah, yeah. And can we go back to the core courts? Like, so I, people aren't a fan, huh? Yeah, I like the Spurs and all, but your court's really ugly. <laughs> fans, Isn't it, though? Some fans will like it. I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent on it because to me it's just like what? It's, this, it's still the same 94 feet. Or whatever, you know, who yeah, cares so, like, what color the, the court is? It's like... Yeah, I know. It's it's a little different. It's it's an adjustment to the eye and everything. It's like every every team is playing at Boise State in their blue turf. It's like what what's going on here? But I think somebody I saw this on Twitter the other day, and somebody brings up a good point. It's just like as bad, you know, wh- whatever side of the fence you fall on with the city edition jerseys and stuff like that. The thing is, is that they're flying off the shelves and stuff. And if you don't want the NBA to keep on doing this, stop guess what? It. Yeah, it's got to stop. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay, well, we need to figure something else out. So, well, especially now that they have new city jerseys every every year, it seems like. So, I don't it's know. The, I, it's the flashy thing. Everybody's getting into the Oregon thing because it's 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 all Nike. Yeah, I, th- I say we just uh, nix the in season tournament. I don't even know how it operates, so let's just. Cut it out. Uh, Let's get to the Cowboys and the Giants. So Cowboys, like we said, coming off a loss, a tough loss to uh, Philly, lost by five, and they had every opportunity to win that game uh, and then some. Uh, They're playing the Giants, who are just the franchise from hell this year. I mean, literally nothing else could go wrong for them, I don't think. They've lost Saquon for a significant amount of time this year, lost their starting quarterback, they've lost their backup quarterback, now playing Tommy DeVito, who probably is worse than Danny DeVito at playing quarterback. Like, he's horrible. I don't know if there's any other DeVitos. They're probably also better than Tommy. They just signed Matt Barkley off the couch to come in and be the backup quarterback from USC. It's just like, what the hell is going on? Darren Waller, their big offseason pickup, is also on IR now. This line is 17 points. It could probably be 24 points, and they might still get action on the the Cowboys. (laughs) Like, it's, it's a dumpster fire over there in New York. Well, for the Cowboys, I mean, you still gotta you gotta go out and play your game and and not play with your food and get this get this done. You have an opportunity for when the Eagles come to Dallas in December on the tenth 
to potentially still be in the hunt for the NFC East. Just looking at the schedules, uh, I don't think the Cowboys are looking ahead because you have Carolina next, and then it's uh, Thanksgiving after that. So, uh, you know, they can put this one away quickly, and they've been playing well at home. What, 11 11 straight games at home? They've dominated the Giants, you know, not just this season, but you go back and what, it's like 11 straight in a row or something like that? So. Uh, but again, it feels a little bit like like yeah, everything's oh Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. It's starting to feel a little bit like the Arizona thing, you know, where it's just like oh yeah, we go out there and just roll out of bed and take care of business and it's done. Eh, this is where it gets, you know, this is where you kind of just I mean watch out. I get that, and Micah had a. Quote. I don't think they will. I don't, yeah, I get that. Micah had a quote this week saying, "Never just trying to overlook an opponent." We see uh, where that got us this year, just trying to stay grounded, coming off right. a rough loss. This game is a lot more important so, to it. And it does. Like They're obviously aware. This is a must win. Yeah. Like it, In order to even compete for the uh, NFC East title, you have to win this game. This is There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. I fully expect them to win this game. Yeah. However, it's like you've put yourself in a position where so much more pressure is heaped upon you because of – the loss uh, to the Niners and the loss to the Eagles and even the loss to the Cardinals a little earlier this year. It's like mm-hmm. you have no margin for error anymore, so all that pressure is on you. And, yes, you could probably run out your backups and still maybe win this game. Right. Um, but it's 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 a must win. I don't know if there's – yeah, I mean, you're right. There is pressure where their, their margin of error is thinning. I don't think it's completely gone just yet. Um, just with the schedules or with the games that they have coming down the schedule, they're, they're winnable games. And again, it, it all sets up for that big showdown against the Eagles on December 10th. Um, if, if you take care of business and do all that, because you look at the Eagles schedule too, they're on a bye this week, I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, it's chiefs bills and 49ers. Now, granted bills, 49ers, maybe not looking as scary as they used to, but it's just those, those are teams that are contending quote unquote yeah so it's you know if if you could if eagles drop two out of those three then guess what both teams nine and three yeah, coming I mean, in i mean the bills aren't looking too good either especially after they lose to the broncos on monday night i mean that's gonna it's gonna be a rough one for but them the bills <laughs> yeah i mean and the bills though they seem to get up for those big games yeah, they do. you know the Bills are one of those teams that they play to the level of their opponent. If it's a really good opponent, they'll step up and play really well. If it's yeah. a bad opponent, then you saw them against the Giants a couple of weeks ago where they barely, barely came away with a win there. Right. And that was at home in Buffalo. So um, four of the next five are at home for the Cowboys. I mean, you're home to the home to the Giants. Your only away game is next week against the, Car- uh, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I fully expect them to win that game. Thanksgiving, they're playing Washington. It's a tough division game. You never know how those are going to go. That one's interesting. That one's the trap yeah. because then you're home to the Seahawks the next week and then you're home to the Eagles the week after that. So that, in my opinion, it's win-win, I don't know, against Washington. Yeah, yeah. The the Thanksgiving game is interesting because the commanders, you know, definitely they, they have something with their quarterback. The name escapes me at the moment. But anyway, yeah. Sam you, Howell. Yeah. Sam Howell, I mean, he played – he balled out against the Eagles. Yep. So uh, Twice. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to that Thanksgiving game. And then, yeah, you got Seahawks the week after on a Thursday again. And then you've got a nice kind of almost like a built-in bye week yeah, again before the Eagles again. So, again, it's it's all in front of the Cowboys. And, and they're fully aware of it. They they know that, yeah, you know, we can't overlook anybody. We did that already. So, I you know, 
I think if if you just come out, you shut down the running game. It allows you to get after the quarterback. You know, make make life crazy for Devito, and have fun against that pass rush. Hopefully, he said his hail marys before Sunday. Dude, 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 then, dude wakes up with like crazy. Like his life is crazy. He, so, he can't understand an NFL field. And, <laughs> and maybe and maybe this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to get the ground game going. Right now, it seems very you know pass centric, and it's it's throw the ball and get it to CD Lamb and and yeah. spread it around. So hopefully maybe you can find something with the ground game. They did, I think, in that fourth quarter because they popped off a couple a couple runs against the Eagles with Pollard and, and Dowdle. Yeah, and you see that uh, that Dak's running more now too. He's he's kind of yep. accepting the role that he, he made can plays still with make his legs. Plays. It was great, absolutely. And, but they that that goes to a bigger point. They have to get the running game going. They, they do. They cannot run the ball right now. And I right. think they're. I don't know what their rank is in the NFC or in the league. It's bot. I know it's bottom third. Uh, with running the ball, they're really, really bad on the ground. And they have to get Rico going at least a little bit so they can try and free up Tony as that kind of change of pace back that he's been so good at. And something else that I I made a note of this in the Philly game, and it it just it boggles me. Um, Brandon Cooks against the Eagles, the first target came in the fourth quarter. And it's just like you bring this guy in to be that, that second that secondary guy to CD Lamb, and it's just like, what what's happening when you're only targeting him for the first time in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it's crazy. So I don't know how they get him more involved in everything. Again, uh, I think Jake Ferguson is is growing into that tight end role. He's he's, he's playing in, well. He's impressed these past few weeks. Uh, CD is doing CD things. So you've you've got the weapons. It's just yeah, how do you distribute it to everybody to where it's just uh, the defenses are going okay. We, yeah. wh- who who who's it going to? We don't know. That's the most encouraging part of their offense the past few weeks is how Dak and CD have kind of kind of gotten on the same page and they've yeah. they've fully uh, developed that relationship shift now i think it was 11 catches 191 against philly um they did add to the receiving core this week too though mm. they they added a 31 year old martavis bryant who had been suspended from the league and out of the league since 2018 because of substance abuse issues i believe it was marijuana or something like that uh consistent suspensions from the league because of uh violating violating their policies he played in the xfl last year when he was last seen he was a great receiver like he was he was a number two a really good number two receiver he's always that deep threat don't know what you get from him now at 31 years old but when you don't really have a number two option right now you might as well throw something at the wall and see what sticks sure yeah get him get him on the practice squad get his legs under him here for a couple weeks and who knows maybe you rotate him in uh, because right now Jalen Tolbert seems to be the guy being number three uh, instead of Michael Gallup I mean you know, Michael Gallup can still, I think, make some catches. There's something there. It's just I don't know if it's a confidence issue or what. But, um, you know, yeah, I don't know much about Martavius Bryant other than just he's he's got the wide receiver frame. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's huge. So it's like, yeah, you stick him opposite CD, and it's just like, have fun. Well, yeah, when he played with the Steelers, he was a, he was that deep threat where you just throw it downfield and see, 50, see, 50 balls, yeah, see yeah. if he can come up with it. And then right. when he, I think he was with the Raiders right after that. Um He's he's a really good receiver when he was in the league. It's five years later now. Sure. I don't know what he has left, but when you have Brandon Cooks, who apparently they just can't figure out how to get open or target, and then you have Michael Gallup, who can't catch a ball when he's targeted 10 or 12 times in a game and just comes up with four receptions for like 15 yards, you need that second option. And we came into the season thinking they have that second option, and they might have a third option, and now they don't. And so signing Martavis Bryant, whether it works out or whether it doesn't, it's a low-risk, high-reward. Yeah. Who wins and do they cover? 
17 is a big number. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, I think I think the Giants probably get a backdoor cover, just you know, some garbage time with like a late <laughs> touchdown or something like that. So I'm going to put it like 31-17. 31-17. I could see that. I think uh, my bold prediction is that the Cowboys defense gets two tur- gets two touchdowns this this yeah. game. I mean, <laughs> that that's definitely in the cards, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't see I see that them getting one for sure, like whether it's a pick six or a fumble or a mm-hmm. you know, the special teams maybe maybe getting one for Vontae Turpin's been on the uh, uh the uh, injured list this week. So, uh injury report this week. So, I wonder what his or how he's going to uh come out and play this game if he is. But uh teams getting pretty healthy and I expect them to roll. I think they'll cover because I think that they beat a healthy Giants team by 40 mm-hmm. week one. So uh, I, I don't think that the Giants are going to score. I don't see any way that they can score. Mm-hmm. And I mean, unless the defense comes out and they're just like tooting their own horn and blow yeah. smoke up their own ass. Look, it's it's easy. You know, come out, shut down Saquon Barkley, make him one dimensional, make him throw the ball and then just start teeing off and and get after it. That's yeah. that's kind of that should be how the Cowboys are thinking about this. Micah should be looking at this game like a. Like he's gonna end with four sacks, and two yeah, forced right. fumbles, and a yeah. and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Like yeah. he should be he should be salivating over this game. So um, I wanted to bring something up as we get out of here. Uh, I was getting destroyed on Twitter earlier today, and people were like, I tweeted something out, and then uh-huh. people started texting me asking me if I was okay. Well, if I seem if I seem jittery, so I ordered from Starbucks a little earlier today. I got eight shots of espresso and in a latte. Bored. Yeah, it's uh, hold it down a little bit. Bad? I guess it, it is that bad. That's the Dan Campbell order. Yeah, that is the Dan Campbell order. So I kept. Is that like weird? Is that a weird order to get I, eight shots of espresso? And, I mean, were you up all night or no, something? No, it's just I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, you seem fine. So I, yeah, I don't seem jittery at all. I mean, yeah, that, you know. I don't. I don't. Hopefully have that. Hopefully on, that so. cardio is in good shape and everything. I'm sure it is. But yeah, that you know. That that cardi that vascular system's gonna be pumping. <laughs> well, I mean, we got a whole full night of high school football tonight, man. I gotta stay stay up, stay awake, stay aware. Yeah, I you know, know the adrenaline's going, but I, yeah, I don't need that much coffee. I well, mean, I mean, thankfully, how much coffee do you drink a day? It's maybe eight or ten ounces. I, I have a cup in the morning, and then I try and shut it down. And then yeah, after I mean in, in the afternoon, if I need to pick me up, then yeah, I'll, I'll go maybe like half a cup. So yeah, yesterday I had three sugar-free Red Bulls um, throughout the day. <sighs> Oh, and to be young. Oh, to be young. You're not that much older than me. <laughs> you're like not – you're really not that much older than me. You're I like, know. I, I like to kid. It's my aw shucks, self-deprecating self. <laughs> but eight shots of espresso. Uh, this will probably, I'll probably have another cup, cup a little later, you know, Man. just for the taste. Like caffeine doesn't do that to me. Caffeine, it's it's nice. yeah. You've built up a tolerance, I guess. Yeah, man. Th- those receptors are not are blocked off. Caffeine's my drug of choice. It takes <laughs> takes a lot takes a lot to get me there, but you know, we'll just hang an IV bag next to your desk so you can just Caff- main caffeine, yeah just please. mainline it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. Stay we got. in school, kids. Stay in, stay in school or drink coffee. Either way, um, that's all we got for today. The Friday edition of the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. A little quicker than normal. We're gonna try and speed these things up a little bit. Um, I do want to get a quick prediction. Is Oklahoma winning this weekend? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, you know, manifest some Bud Wilkinson old school vibes <laughs> into into my alma mater this weekend. It's it's been a rough couple weeks. It has been a rough couple weeks for you. That, the, that the, one last week was not was not good. 
Yeah, well, especially it, last Friday when you were like, "Ah, we don't we don't consider Bedlam the big rival." It's well, no, it's we don't. But I mean, it's still a big it's still a big game, and and it, it being the last one or whatever. But it, it the offense just needs to find consistency. It's 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 infuriating when you have success with offense and then they decide to oh do you know what yeah let's roll out a gadget play let's put our quarterback in the running back spot and it's just like no stick with what works <laughs> you don't see any other nfl teams or college teams doing this it's just like you're you're dominating run it down their throat but i don't know these college coaches man they they like to get cute so oklahoma wins this weekend i guess i don't know that's west virginia longhorns cover the three longhorns i'm I'm curious. I, yeah, with Quinn back, they should. That that should be fine. I yeah. mean, it being on the road, I, you know, with Quinn taking a couple, will there be rust? Probably not. You know, if they can just keep them clean, they got to protect them because yeah. you don't want to. I've seen shoulder injuries. I saw that with Sam Bradford, front row and center. He got injured with a shoulder injury first game of the year. He came back, but that first hit that he took, sick. it was it was that was it. It was yeah. done. Jonathan Brooks is gonna have to have a big game. Uh, that running game is going to have to be That'll help. huge. But I think, too, the, the big thing with Texas is they know what they have in Malik Murphy. And and it's, yeah, it's not Quinn Ewers, but you know what? They know, hey, we can we can move the ball with Malik. So that, uh, that that's a that's a nice, you know, back pocket ace that they have. A&M Ole Miss? Or A&M Mississippi State, excuse me? Uh, I, they need a win. I bad. liked, sure, but I liked, I really liked seeing A&M come back against, they nearly beat Ole Miss. Yeah, um, that was close. So, that was something that I think A&M, they, they maybe, again, they're probably, the, what, the most talented 5-4 team or whatever whatever their record is <laughs> As they usually in are. the country. Yeah, that's that's always the line, isn't it, for the Aggies? So yeah. I think, of course, them being back at Kyle Field, I think they get the win. UTSA? Uh, I think they're 17-point favorites right now against Rice. But, yeah. Rice and is a I don't, frisky team. Well, and they played well against who was it SMU or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It was close. Now I don't know what their quarterback situation is. I'm hearing you know like it's it's a backup or somebody, but it's just like the line doesn't move that much just for a backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean it, that's crazy. So it's like I don't know what the sharps know that we don't or anything, <laughs> but um, I think UTSA takes care of business. They keep on rolling because they I think they see the light at the end of the tunnel. If they take care of business and then go into that game against Tulane, which is in the national window, two thirty, the day after Thanksgiving against Tulane, that's that's going to be huge. It's going to be a monster game. So these it's last on two, ABC too. yeah, these last two games at home, they know what they have to do. I think they take care of business. Yeah, I'm, tomorrow's going to be the first game I'm attending at the Alamo Dome as a fan. Like I'm not actually go. covering the game, so we'll actually have fun, man. Hopefully, it's a good win. Hopefully, it's a lot of. A lot of points. Hopefully, I remember it at the end of the day. Um, let's. Get, <laughs> that's all we got for you. I don't know. After all your coffee, man. Yeah. You're... <laughs> yeah. Well, usually during the week, it's the coffee. During the uh, the the weekends, it's uh, another beverage. Uh, well, remember to download, rate, review, subscribe. Give us a five star rating. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your grandma. Hi, Mimi. Um, we'll be back on Monday, as always. I believe Chuck and Don will be back with me. We'll talk about hopefully. Uh, Cowboys win in a successful week of uh, a week successful weekend, excuse me, of college and professional football and basketball for the Spurs. So until then, have a good weekend. We'll see you then.